Welcome back to ASMR Quest listeners. I hope you heard that motorcycle outside. I am your host, John Tyler, joined as always by my co-host, Ian Fox. John, I thought that <laughs> was a pretty long delay. <laughs> I thought that that was a pretty rad motorcycle trick that you had um, sort of towards the end of your introduction there. Did detract a little bit, yeah, maybe from the sonic experience, but the fact mm. that you were able to jump over just what was it, twenty-five flaming barrels, twenty-six? Um, uh, yeah, twenty-six. Twenty-six um, flaming barrels. I, I was a little nervous about adding that twenty-six. I've I've done twenty-five before, but uh, I I I had sort of you know I've I practiced twenty-six just with like lines on the ground rather than the full barrel. And it mm-hmm. never seemed like I had quite enough clearance, but somehow I, I managed to do it this time. Yeah, that was a beautiful... I think, John, I think you could have added in a 27th flaming barrel, even. The sort of air that you were getting. Um, but of course, Yeah, I, I mean, that, that really was an incredible stunt. Um, I, I, I do think maybe it's a bit of a loss to be doing um, stunts on a purely audio platform, but, you know... Uh, I'm also not sure that bringing back the sort of daredevil um, icon into like the the sort of pop culture of of is into the pop culture zeitgeist is really necessarily a good thing. Um, I'm I'm no daredevil expert, but it kind of seems like it was just sort of bad for everyone when that was like a big thing. What are you talking about, uh, John? But he got a movie out of it. He got a big. He got a big. Um, like Marvel movie, or maybe it wasn't Marvel. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's probably in Avengers now. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny that, as we've well established, uh, I think, before on this show, um, that I'm, I'm not the biggest superhero fan. I did. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I, I did see uh, Infinity War on a plane uh, um, so- somewhat recently. Just to, you know, I don't. I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be one of those comic book um, oh you're right i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry i I did see uh the marvels the avengers the infinity war the movie on a plane recently Uh, they're just marvels Um, just marvels the avengers the infinity wars the movie uh i believe it's the marvel (laughs) well Um, we'll have to agree to disagree john (laughs) we don't need to get into semantics here uh but I, i i i did see uh the movie in question on on a plane and um i thought it was fine yeah, I know, right? I, it's like it was a fine movie, which yeah, which is um, I guess a, a big improvement over how I felt about some other movies. Um, I think I probably preferred Thor, Ragnarok, and Black Panther to Infinity War, but eh, I'm not sure. I mean, I think those are yeah, both. I, I would different say it was fine in that they're both sort of movies, right? As opposed to Marvel's The Avengers, The Infinity War, the movie. Um, which I don't know what it was. It didn't feel like a movie necessarily. <laughs> it was like there was too many plots going on for it to be one movie, right? It was. It was like, it's like I mean, I guess it is sort of half of a very long movie. Um, yeah. Also, I gotta say, I 
I did not care for a lot of the Avengers, it turns out. Well, hold on, John. We're going to have to stop right here, and we're going to have to go through and rank the Avengers. (laughs) Okay, no, we're not doing that. I don't know most of their names, but... I, I felt like I was watching a bunch of children of playing them. hero. Like, they they just felt so whiny and selfish, and, like, they all wanted the glory, and none of them wanted any of the sacrifice, and I, I found them very annoying. Okay, John. I was not so we're a fan do a of quick, these so-called just, heroes. Just a quick run-through of the Avengers. We don't have to, like, go through and exhaustively rank them, but we're just going to do a quick run-through. Iron Man, thoughts? No, Ian, we're not doing this. <laughs> Okay, well, John, Wait, you're missing there, the there's whole... There's too many. There's, there's like you're missing the whole premise of my joke, Avengers. John. The whole premise of my joke is that I was going to go through the Avengers that people know about, and there's only, like, 50 of them. But then I'm actually on the Wikipedia page for a list of Avengers members, and it turns out, John, there have been a lot of people in the Avengers. Uh, like, everyone's favorite, Sentry. Um, there's also Jocasta. Red Hulk. Yeah, it's entirely possible these people were in the movie, and I don't know. I like I did not know who half the people in that movie were. John, there was an Avengers member named Red Hulk. <laughs> also, Daredevil. Daredevil was in fact at one point a member of the Avengers, as was Havoc, Sunspot, Cannonball, Manifold, Shang Chi, Captain Universe, Smasher, Hyperion, Rogue, Sunfire, Doombot. Um. Just a Doombot, John. And there's <laughs> literally hundreds more. I could be here all day, I'm leaving. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of adventures. Um, the Hulk in this movie was not the biggest, nor was he the greenest, which was a marked departure from the previous Marvel movies. Maybe one of its <laughs> strengths, I don't know. Um, sorry, so uh, let's move uh, off of the Avengers, though, because I, I, okay. have, I have... Something else that I had wanted to open this podcast with. Okay, well, um, we're, we're... Now, this is something that already maybe you should go into the indulgence corner, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't directly relate to the podcast, so I'm, I'm putting it in the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as, as you may or may not be aware, I have, a, I have an Instagram account. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty good at Instagram. I, I would say that, like, you know, I don't post super often, but all of my posts are, are A+, especially my hashtags. Hashtags are, are always on point. Yeah, and they usually do uh, go viral too, which is pretty big. Um, yeah, I, I would say so. Um, so whenever I do post something to Instagram, though, I always get a lot of likes and follows <laughs> from uh, accounts that I don't know anything about. Uh, most of them are bots, uh, but every once in a while you get some like real accounts in there. Um, now, again, I, do wanna, I, post, I, I use so many hashtags. I want to take, just as, just to sort of open up this segment, um, so I mm-hmm. just looked up your Instagram account. I looked at you um, for at, uh, at Johninator um, on mm-hmm. DuckDuckGo, my search engine now, uh, and okay. you were indeed on the first page, so congratulations, you're doing well. Um, oh, nice. Although, so it's John Tyler, at Johninator, and then there's like one of those little bars, I guess, you know, a pipe, uh, and then a bunch of Srillic characters. And then also, like, in the description, it's a bunch of Srillic characters, John. Uh, what? And then, like, your normal description. And also, it's Twitter. It's not It's not Instagram at all, it turns out. <laughs> so I don't know what you... I, I don't follow. I don't know what you're doing, Ian. Well, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm telling you the God's honest truth. 
What are you looking? I'm. I'm very confused. I'm gonna go back to my story because I'm. You're confusing me. Okay. Um. So so I. But whenever I do get these these random likes, I like to sort of investigate these accounts and see see who's interested in my posts and more importantly figure out why. Because uh, oftentimes it's pretty easy to tell who like why like how someone found my account. Um, you know, like I, I've been posting some uh, some stuff about my my BMX my BMX capades uh-huh. recently, um, and whenever I post something about my BMX capades, uh, I'll get a lot of uh, likes from various BMX accounts because uh-huh. uh, I use like a lot of like the hashtags that are relevant. Um, uh, but sometimes I'll get like a like a, uh, a seemingly pretty generic account that's liking one of my posts, and so that's where the real fun starts. That's when I really get to to put on my detective cap and try to figure out which hashtag it was that brought this person to my door. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so I, I had one of these recently, where I, I believe it was a, a picture of an injury I sustained while while working on my six stunts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually I saw that ex- one. Yeah, um, yeah. Jonathan uh, showed it to it's me. Pretty gruesome. Um, and I, I got a like from a this um, this account. It seemed like a fairly generic account, like a, a real person, uh, vaguely a travel account, but otherwise nothing too specific about it. I was wondering, and uh, also from I don't remember where she was from, but I think somewhere in um, in Eastern Europe. I was wondering how how did this woman from you know from all the way from Eastern Europe find my account? What was it that drew her to my picture? So I delved I, I delved into her 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 posts. I started looking at what she had been posting, and more importantly, what she had been hashtagging. And you know what it was, Ian? You know how this woman found me? How she had she been using the hashtag like yourself. Oh, oh, beautiful, John. Yes. The the like yourself movement is going strong and it's uniting people around the world. Man, it's like um, well that's I know the great that thing I was very long winded building to that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, John, I'm delighted um that well so first off I made a big mistake. I'm gonna be honest here, John. Mm-hmm. While you were telling that long story, I was signing up for an Instagram account. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did think I I know my story was quite long-winded. I thought that the payoff would be worth it because I thought you would have been paying attention. Uh-huh. Um, but you weren't paying attention. And so your reaction, which was kind of supposed to be the payoff, um, yeah. was, was quite diminished by the but fact that, that I, uh, you apparently were signing up for your own Instagram account. Well, um, but John, I've, I do... got my own, I've got my own story now here. Um, so I was okay. signing up for my, for my Instagram account. Uh, and, and right at the end, so I, I was trying for the username Judy underscore D... Um, just okay. like my, my Twitter, uh, underscore... Not works. the real Judy D? Well, I could go for the real Judy D, but that's like, you know, I only take that if Judy D is already taken, right? Mm. Just like the celebrities. Sense. Um, so I am a celebrity, <laughs> in a way, uh, in that I, I try to use a common username. Um, but there was a little, there was a little, like, refresh icon right next to it. And I was wondering, oh, is this mm-hmm. like an icon I can click so that before I type in the password and all that... Um, you know, I can check to see if the username is taken. And so I clicked it, and instead of checking to see whether or not the username was taken, 
It just generated a different username for me and then logged me in and created my account. What the fuck? <laughs> so now I've got... I've, so now basically the, the Instagram account, which would be linked to my Facebook, uh, doesn't have the right username, John. And so I guess that just means I can't use Instagram, unfortunately. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. What What is this, the username it gave you? It gave me IanFox1992. Oh. No good. Although, I'll, to be fair, not something that you haven't generated yourself in the past. I mean, that's true. That's true. I, I will admit. Um, but, you know, those days are behind me, John. Especially, here's the thing. Yeah, you're so the I, real got... Judy D now. Or, sorry, you're Judy D now. Yeah, I'm Judy D. Um, I'd appreciate if you use my my new name, John, um, when you talk to me. (laughs) Instead of calling me Ian Fox 1992 like you always do. (laughs) As I transition to this new username, um, this new identity, you know, I appreciate your sensitivity and your support. Um... So, uh, do we have a a top ten list to go through this week, or do we want to? Oh, John, we've got we've got the we've got the best top ten list. In the world, I'm I'm loading up the page now. I'm checking to see. So, John, this this top ten, this is one of the best top ten top ten lists, um, by Jonathan Carr, longtime friend of the show, on his 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 page top ten list of top ten top ten lists. We're now at number okay. three, uh, or number three dash one. Ten reasons I hate top ten lists. Um, okay. Now, actually, and so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm Wait. gonna pull the curtain aside for a second and just let you know. So I, I knew about this before, John. This isn't a top ten, top ten list. This is just a yeah. Top this 10 sounds list. like a this sounds yeah. This is a top ten list. Yeah, it's a top what? ten list, which is about top ten lists, I guess. So in that sense, it is maybe a sort of meta list. And this is actually this is just someone from ChicagoNow.com, a maybe a blog. But it seems like there's a blog in this. I think Chicago now is like a, a website where you can you can blog in Chicago. Um, and it's just some random person. Uh, they're not famous. They just post this thing about they don't like top ten lists. And Jonathan Carr is just is, he's just dissing it. And John, I wanted to use Wait, this. Uh, okay, so 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 Jonathan Carr, a man who has created a top ten list of top ten top ten lists. Uh-huh. Has well, it turns out he has included most. Well, also his his claim is that he has created a top ten list of top ten top ten lists, but uh-huh. multiple times within this list, he has directed us to things that are not top ten top ten lists, and uh-huh. now he has the gall. Excuse me. Oh, and, and excuse me. I I should also mention that he seems to be getting. That, well, as we get go from 10 down to 1, which usually is the worst to best, uh-huh. uh, he seems to be getting more and more angry at these lists that he is including. He seems to like them less and less, is giving them more and more shit. Clearly, just not uh-huh. understanding the whole premise of a top 10 list himself. And now, he has the gall to shit on someone who has created... A top ten list dissing top ten lists. I would say that Jonathan Carr's entire top ten top ten top ten list 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 is dissing top ten lists in its its structure. 
It's, yeah, it's sort or of a thereof. an ironic commentary. And John, I think we're, I think we were the fools, John. I, I, you know, looking through this, John, I feel tricked. I feel betrayed. And so I've got a big announcement to make, John. Jonathan Carr. I, so I want to thank you for this list from January twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. Um, you know, he also does say at the bottom. Actually, this was sort of the this was sort of the 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 final straw for me. Um, so in the final paragraph of this, you know, he's talking about the final top ten, top ten list, which was actually a top ten, top ten list, and he's just sort of dissing okay. it. Uh, all right. Well, maybe two million people like Jack's films, and almost every teenager I meet nowadays is hipster or some kind, so maybe the only person that nobody likes is me. But I don't care, because I just wasted ten minutes of your life, unless you're a slow reader, or Jack's films, in which case it was probably more like an hour. So, John, this this fella... Oh. Is... Jonathan Carr has been... Uh, oh. So, it wasn't that he didn't understand the premise, it wasn't that he was... Incompetent. It was though he was he was willfully deceiving us all this time. Mm-hmm. And the part that stung the most is he he assumed that he had only wasted ten minutes of our time, John. Not the we've been talking the records. about a lot of it, this list. Yeah, I don't think this was intended to actually be scoured through with with the sort of <laughs> fine toothed comb, John, that we've been putting into it. Oh man, oh man, Ian, I. I mean, I I don't know if I, I feel like I've been swindled necessarily, because I, I, I don't, I feel like to be swindled, I would have had to have bought into this list more. I was already very critical of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't really feel that I've been bamboozled, but I, I certainly feel betrayed. I certainly am, am disappointed in mm-hmm. Jonathan Carr. Yeah, so actually, while well, we launched... I am not happy... John, while we launch a full investigation into Jonathan Carr, uh, we're, we're placing his spot in this show on indefinite hiatus. Um, so yeah, we'll see. He could Absolutely. be back if if we, he's he's cleared of all charges, but we'll see, John. I I don't see that happening. It's it'll, it's a it seems pretty tough. Which brings me, John, to uh, the new segment of the show. Okay. <laughs> There's this will be this will be brief. You know, I'm just going to introduce this, John. So you know, this is this sort of goes back to one of the original reasons why we founded this podcast, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we made this podcast, we did so for a set of smart reasons, specific, measurable, mm-hmm. attainable, uh-huh. yep. uh, relevant, relevant, timely, John, and timely. And one of the yes. one of the goals was to achieve enlightenment. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh shit! I completely forgot about that. Well, John, I think we both did because I, you know, I was looking at my life. I woke up um, yesterday, just you know, in the in the pit of Sodom, essentially, uh, and I looked around <laughs> my life. I looked at all of my earthly attachments. I looked at the um, state of my immortal soul, John. I looked mm-hmm. at you know all all these various metrics and measurements. And I realized I'm no closer to enlightenment than the day we started, and that's all going to change, John. Um, okay. So I'm going to formally announce the introduction of the Enlightenment Corner, uh, the corner where we, you know, draw inexorably closer to achieving full spiritual enlightenment. Uh, and I'm going to actually give you a little bit of homework, John, and our listeners. Uh, oh. 
Because, you know, I figure the only way we're going to achieve enlightenment is, it turns out, maybe, if we put the slightest amount of effort into it. So, <laughs> for next bi-week's Enlightenment Corner, I'd like everyone to read the Immanuel Kant essay, What is Enlightenment? That's available online. All right. We can post a link in the show notes. Um, so, yeah, just okay. read that through. Kant is, as ever, I assume, a very easy-to-read, sort of conversational philosopher <laughs> um and we're just going to talk about that a little bit you know we're going to sort of dig into that because really you know I'll, I'll be honest john i've i've sort of tilted at windmills before um in achieving enlightenment and i still don't think i really understand what enlightenment is so hopefully this essay i'll learn what enlightenment is and then we can sort of set about on an actionable path to completely achieve spiritual enlightenment and you know maybe we learn how to fly as a result of that we'll see oh boy i hope so Let's move on to some ASMR news. Uh, Twitch has an ASMR category now. Previously, um, ASMR uh, on Twitch was all listed under the IRL category. Mm -hmm. But there is now a a specific ASMR category on Twitch. Excuse me. Um, which seems like a, a really smart move, considering how much ASMR has grown in popularity just in the last six months, even. Mm -hmm. Going from, like, a... A very niche thing to like a pretty large uh, portion, I think of of like or like a, a large. Um, I think it's a, a fairly large subgenre on Twitch now, or fairly large genre. Um, but it, it, it clearly has grown like l a lot recently. Without, I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. My words have gotten very jumbled. Well, what I was trying to say is like. Even just as a layperson going on Twitch occasionally, it's very apparent that, like, the popularity of ASMR on Twitch has grown tremendously, um, again, even over the past six months or so. So it's pretty cool and exciting uh, that they have their an ASMR category and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, mean, um, I hopefully remember, it'll be beneficial to ASMR artists on Twitch. I remember when you started on Twitch, you were you were the first ASMR artist, John. Um <laughs> Um, but these other I mean, people... that was never true, and also I didn't follow through on it at all. <laughs> I just tried it, like, once or twice. But then, John, all these people, they saw that those once or twice, and they said, we can do this too. And now... They were inspired. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm seeing, you know, there's Slime Queen. Um, there's all sorts of ASM artists, mostly just Slime Queen. Um, yeah, entirely Slime Queen, John. Slime Queen is on Twitch right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that is one of the things that's kind of interesting about Twitch is, like, if at any given moment you log on to Twitch and you look at the metrics of different people on Twitch compared to YouTube, you think, like, oh, these people are doing horribly. There's only, like, mm -hmm. a thousand people watching this person right now. So if I go and watch, like, a similar video on YouTube, there's, it's going to have millions of views. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, like, remember that YouTube is cumulative, whereas Twitch is, like... Very much of the moment. Yeah, when you yeah, look so at, like, it's... the Twitch, the channel views, they, they can be quite large. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I think that's it for ASMR News this week. Um, so, uh, we just have one small... Well, not small at all, actually. Whoa. We have one very large item of, of Goss. Mm-hmm. Which is that uh, Taylor Darling, or ASMR Darling, as she is also known, has reached 2 million darlings. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Which are her fans. That is what she calls her fans. She has 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Woo! Oh, I'm going to throw on some, like, uh, some of those lasers here, a bunch of sound effects. Oh, yeah. Oh, Taylor Darling, you did it. Woo! Um, I, I don't think I should become a radio DJ anytime soon. I don't think I've got what it takes. I guess, like, the thing is you have to have the sound effects ready to go, and I think the sound effects help you to get pumped up and be like, oh, shit, oh. Oh, well, you can't swear. Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> 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 my wife oh whoa whoa that was fire oh damn oh, keep going to the squares fire I, oh. in the okay. hole fire in so this the uh hole. this was not my audition for um oh the humanity radio DJ. oh god um but but congratulations to to taylor darling on two million subscribers yeah congratulations that's that so big i remember john when we started this we were actually the first subscribers to to asmr darling <laughs> um, and i think it was our signal boosting it wasn't our signal boost that got her where she is today maybe it, you know <laughs> no one can run back yeah. the clock to determine but it's great that yeah, like so you know, a lot of people so have big. talked about how we are tastemakers in the asmr world uh-huh. but, i will know. say john every i don't, ASMR I don't think that we can take all the credit their views I have to take all the credit. Probably quadrupled since we started this podcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just saying, John. You know, ASMR wasn't that big. We started this podcast just like a it's year later. It got very big since we've yeah. ASMR has grown a lot since this podcast started. But but again, I I I refuse to take all the credit. Mm-hmm. I will not do it, no matter how much people insist. I I won't take all the credit. You just not not even not even most of the credit. I won't John. even suggest it. I won't even suggest that we deserve some of the credit. Yeah, it's true. It would be it would be. But if you look imposition. at the timelines, it's you know. I mean, a lot of people are saying convenient. John, a lot of people are pointing are pointing. Me a lot to of that people evidence. who are not us. A lot of people who are not us. They are, call are it saying conclusive evidence. They say beyond a reasonable doubt. <laughs> um, it, this is the case. They say even you know this is factually correct. Um, but we just don't respond to that. Yep. Um, so let's move on to the main quest. I mean, while while we're on fire, uh, let's let's talk about uh, our main quest this week. Mm-hmm. So um, now there's a particular ASM artist who um, who we talk about quite a bit on on this show, um, and sometimes I feel like maybe it's a little too much. But the problem is that she is a real mover and a shaker in the ASMR world. She has always got some new project that is just worth talking about. And I am, of course, talking about uh, GB. And uh, GB, she's back at it again. Uh, Not at Krispy Kreme, but Mm -hmm. on YouTube. And this time she has started the ASMR Tag 25 Questions. That is not the title. Give me a second. Let me actually open that tab. Uh... She has started the ASMR tag, 25 question challenge by GB ASMR. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is sort of a, a, a throwback video um, going back to um, the days when it was very common for popular YouTubers, vloggers, as they might have been called at the time, 
to uh, create sort of sort of challenges that they mm-hmm. would perform and then tag other popular YouTubers in. And these other popular YouTubers would then feel that they had to, to do the challenge as well. It's like a dare almost. Uh, and it would be sort of... Sort of a, a a viral meme type thing that would sort of make its way across the YouTube, the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so GB decided she would start one of her own, and it would be an ASMR specific one. So she created a a list of twenty five questions that she felt ASMR artists should answer. She answered them herself, and she challenged or tagged uh, frivolous Fox, Batala, Karuna Satori, obviously ASMR. And ASMR Zeitgeist, who I believe at this point have all gone and done videos of their own. They have all also tagged, I believe, five people. And we're not going to go through who each of them tagged because it just very quickly gets out of hand. Some would say exponentially. Um, some some would use that nerdy term. Some dorks would say that. Uh, well, John, But some... not as cool jocks. Some doofuses... Not as cool podcasting jocks. ...wouldn't understand that exponential is is the, the casual way to refer to the phenomenon where the rate of growth is proportional to the current size of the population. Uh, but I wouldn't know that, because again, I'm, I'm too busy... I'm too busy doing curls in the squat rack, John. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're busy going on, on dates and getting swole mm-hmm. and winning sports. Going on gym dates. I go to the gym for a date... Um, my date's not there. Um, <laughs> and then I get swole. It's my life every day, John. Every day. You just... You need you need a way to get get out the sadness. You know, burn away the pain, John. No... Here's, here's the great thing, though. No pain, no gain. Pain of Got plenty of pain. <laughs> plenty. Plenty of pain. Of pain. <laughs> Some people call it loneliness. I call it um, exercise fuel. Yeah, my heart muscle is insane right now. <laughs> you know they say you gotta you gotta tear a muscle apart to grow it mm-hmm. so my heart's huge <laughs> i'm, I'm, so I'm a hypertrophic heart it's a medical condition actually <laughs> not supposed to happen that way so gb uh, is here she's she's gone through these 25 questions john now i'm gonna i'm gonna blow your mind are you ready mm-hmm. i've okay. watched this video john i it seems that you have, mm-hmm. it, and it does, in fact, blow my mind. Um, so, Ian, I guess I got to ask, what did you think? Well, I thought, so I learned a lot about GB. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I learned 25 discrete pieces of information about her, <laughs> her various ASMR uh, traits and habits and what it's like for her to be an, an asmr creator um mm-hmm. you know the video believe it or not this this video in particular did not trigger me uh, i did not experience asmr <laughs> watching it um actually it's one question so presumably you watched this video as well yeah mm-hmm. did you find it to be successful asmr content or was it really just more of like an informational video with an asmr veneer um also so honestly like I, I watch a lot of GB's videos because I really like her personality and because she does a lot of interesting stuff. But in general, her style is not effective for me in terms of actually triggering ASMR. I believe it is for a lot of other people, but just like it, it's just not what works for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so this one also did, is not what worked for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she did have, you know, I think she's got, uh, she's got a nice personality. Um, I think it showed through on this video. Uh, I think she, she can be mm-hmm. charming at times. I was, I was <laughs> deeply distressed by the answers to one of these questions. Um, okay. I, I also like, um, that you are saying that, like, I, I think, you know, if we're looking purely at the subscriber count, I believe GB is the second most popular ASM artist there is right now. Mm-hmm. And I like that you said she could be charming at times. Well, John, you know, I, uh, I, I call it like I see it. Um, and I think, <laughs> I think she's a, I think she's a fine ASM artist. I think it, you know, she keeps her nose to the grindstone. She keeps working hard, John, and eats her vegetables. She could go somewhere here. This person okay. with what? Um, yeah, this, this 1.3 million subscribers. 1.3, not 2 million though, John, is it? Not 2 million. In fact, <laughs> barely halfway there. If we're being honest, you know? I'm not, I'm not saying she's... I mean, really, she's closer to three quarters of the way than she is to halfway. Well, bare, she's not even three quarters of the way, John. It's hardly two thirds. <laughs> when you look at the numbers, right? <laughs> right, no. But we don't look at the numbers here on this show. No, that's we we take we've pride because again we don't get numbers. We're just I see a number. I don't know what it means. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't need anyone to tell me. I don't want. I wouldn't want to yes. know. It's nerd shit. Nerd shit. We we don't we don't do nerd no. shit. So yeah, did you want to uh, go so through I, I th- these twenty five ASMR questions, John? And as a- I did, I actually so. As far as I'm aware, no one has tagged us yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not, I'm not offended. I understand, you know, it's sort of that 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 classic scenario of like, you know, the most popular kid in school doesn't get asked to prom because everyone just assumes they already have a date uh-huh. or they're too nervous to ask. And so then, of course, like the most popular kid in school is just sitting there all, all alone on prom night. All, classic um, scenario. Can beefy happens all the time. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's happened happening here. That's why no one tagged us yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought you know it might be fun. Actually, quick aside, um, the same thing happened to Gentle Whispering. Really, uh, Maria? Yeah, Maria went ahead and made uh, and answered all these questions, made her own video, despite the fact that apparently no one had tagged her. Um, despite the fact that like. Every ASM artist knows who she is. Like she was one of the the first ones. She's super popular. Everyone loves her. Mm-hmm. But I I guess just everyone was like, oh, someone else must have done it already. Or like, oh, I I don't feel comfortable. I don't know what it was, but no one tagged her. And similarly, no one tagged us. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna answer these questions anyway. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to modify a couple of them because these are questions designed for people who create content intended to trigger ASMR. Uh, not for people who create content about ASMR, so we'll just have to modify it. Okay. But otherwise, I think we'll go through them. We're gonna we're gonna answer these questions. So uh, first up, when was the first time you experienced ASMR, Ian? Never. Excellent. Uh, and for me, um, I, uh, I I can't really say. I I feel like it was one of those things that like I just sort of like I never. I mean, because I I think that it tends to be fairly mild for me. Um, and I think I probably first started experiencing it at a f- very young age and also didn't really think too much of it, uh, both because, like, you know, it started when I, it started early and also was pretty mild. So 
uh i mean most likely probably sometime like when i was really young with my parents i used to love having my head rubbed getting like head massages um so probably like just sitting in my parents lap getting my head rubbed at some point mm-hmm. um or maybe at, like the hairdresser excuse me I, I used to like going to hairdresser a lot when i was younger too is there what's the earliest time that you can clearly remember experiencing asmr i guess um, I did not think about it really at all until I knew that it was like a phenomenon with like a name that was like sort of a, a semi-recognized uh-huh. thing. So when was the first time um, you knowingly experienced ASMR? Well, Ian, I think we will address that in a later question. Okay. Fine. Oh, you're getting Fine. John, fine. <sighs> just, it just, it's fine. John, when was the first time you watched ASMR on YouTube? Well, Ian, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, about, uh, I, I think it was probably around 20, I, th- I think it would have been like summer or spring of 2015, perhaps, um, maybe even fall of 2015. Uh, I believe I, I heard, uh, I believe at that point I had really gotten... I'd first started to really get into the McElroys. Um, uh, for listeners, if you're not familiar, they um, they do a handful of podcasts. They're not as popular as this one, but you know they're they're okay. Um, uh, so I'd, I'd, that was when I think I really started to get into them, and I think I had heard them reference ASMR a bunch of times, and I didn't know what they were talking about. So I I looked it up, and I read about it, and I was like, oh, huh, this sounds familiar. I, I feel like I've experienced that. And so then after that, I was like, I, it sort of, it, it piqued my curiosity. And so that's, I believe, when I first went on YouTube and uh, checked it out. And uh, initially I found that, like, uh, the videos on YouTube didn't really, weren't really all that effective for me. Um, and so I think I sort of gave up on it, at least initially. And then I don't think it was really until, like, um, I think, like, late 2016 that I actually started to uh watched them semi regularly that was when i decided to like give it another try and started to find some stuff that did work for mm-hmm. me for me so i i don't really remember um now the first time that i really clearly remember watching asmr videos is when you when you pitched this podcast to me john Mm-hmm. And I went and I watched. I think. Well, I pitched a podcast. I think I pitched a very different podcast to you because I think at the time I thought ASMR was more like meditating, where it was something you could like learn to get better at. And so far, it doesn't seem like that is the case. I mean, it, to be fair, it could be. Um, I haven't put in the effort, just like with the Enlightenment, John. Uh, really, this <laughs> podcast, you know, one of the running. Well, I pulses. also. I, I haven't found that I'm experiencing it anymore often either like i i still the vast majority of the videos i watch uh don't really i mean i find them relaxing but they don't trigger asmr for me yeah Um, and it does like from what i've seen online i've I've never seen anything about anyone purposefully setting out to improve at asmr and succeeding yeah (laughs) so i think so the the initial uh the initial concept for the podcast ended up to be a a bit of a, a failure but i think we we spun it into gold but also, when you first when you first mentioned doing a podcast about ASMR, I'm pretty sure that I had heard about ASMR before. I think I knew like the concept of it, um, but I don't know where I learned about it, and I don't know like 
did I ever watch any videos associated with it? I, I don't. I mean, you, I believe, got into the McElroys before me, mm-hmm. so presumably you would have heard them reference it. Maybe. Um, actually, just in general, I think you got into podcasts before I did, and I mean, it's definitely something that a lot of podcasters talk about pretty I don't frequently. Know. I, think I don't just think be- they did talk about it all that frequently. I don't. I don't really remember. I mean, you know, as as I think we might be biased, John, because. One hundred percent of the podcasts that we output, um, minus some number of them actually, are generally <laughs> about ASMR, and so I think we might have a skewed perception of the podcasting space. <laughs> but John, I what is your favorite unintentional ASMR video? Um, I I don't really I don't think I've ever watched an unintentional ASMR video that triggered ASMR for me. Um, actually. I have occasionally, uh, for like, I, I have occasionally watched software development videos or like re- software development related videos, um, that I think did sort of trigger ASMR for me, uh, which was great because otherwise I was not at all interested <laughs> in most of those videos. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I feel like there's like, I think a lot of engineers talk in a way that is very conducive to ASMR. Yeah. Um, sort of a, a so occasionally. Drone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so occasionally, like, like, I don't watch videos about software development all that often. It's more just sort of like, if it's like some new tool I'm not familiar with, I might like watch some like five minute introduction just to sort of get me started. But I don't do that that often. But a, a couple of those I think have actually sort of triggered, triggered ASMR for oh. me. Um, otherwise, I would say Bob Ross, even though it doesn't, mm-hmm. Bob Ross doesn't trigger ASMR for me, but I still just, I, I love Bob Everybody Ross. He does. Nothing, John, gets me angrier. Well, many things get me angrier. I should stop being so hyperbolic. The, something I find irritating is the, okay. the soft, like, if you've got a software tool or, you know, some sort of like coding thing or whatever, I think a video is the last thing I ever want to see. I mean, yeah, honestly, most of them are not actually all that useful for me. Um, I, I, sometimes as a starting point, it can be useful. Actually, no, I, you know what it is? Is if I see a video, I'm going to click on it, and then I'm going to be like, well, that, that wasn't helpful. That didn't do anything for me. Mm. Okay, because every time I've never seen a video for some sort of software thing and walked away seeing, it's a good thing you made that a video instead of a, a like, you know, just a list with screenshots. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and sort of my way in on this favorite unintentional ASMR video, I I really... Well, so I think the obvious answer is the um, the series of aquarium videos. I guess that's maybe not so ASMR. Oh, yeah, um, yeah that's not, definitely relaxing. Yeah, though. very relaxing. And just in general, I do think that I appreciate unintentional ASMR more than I do intentional ASMR. And there's a whole set of, like... Basically, there's a lot of videos about Japanese craftsmen, John. Mm. And, you know, there's some non-Japanese craftsmen, too, but Japanese craftsmen in particular just seem totally willing to dedicate tremendous amounts of time and effort into doing things in a very particular way. Um, And just getting to watch that on video, is it's like crack, John. (laughs) Gee, okay. 
it's like um, oh, you're seeing this. You're seeing like that. Basically, the distillation of a lifetime of intentional practice into like twenty minutes, and it's just great. Mm. Um, would you care to elaborate on the aquarium videos? I because I know what you're talking about, but I don't know that our listeners. Oh, do. so a a YouTuber, Foo the Flowerhorn, puts out a series of videos on multiple aquariums that he runs. Um, mm-hmm. the most popular, which he's a fairly prominent YouTuber. Like, you know, if you're talking about an aquarium YouTuber, I think he's pretty much the go-to guy at this point. Um, the most popular series he has is a, uh, a series about a, a almost self-contained tank, a tank raised using the Wallstad method. So there's, there's no filtration, there's no ferts, yeah. fertilizers, oh, and there's really no something good. else. Yeah. And it's just a, every month he'll post a video, about a 10-minute video, that just details the monthly happenings in this tank he's set up. And there's always drama, oh, so good. intrigue, <laughs> and some nice classical music as a backing. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a, you know, probably my favorite thing on YouTube right now. Uh, they, they are amazing. Oh, those videos are, are incredible. Every month. Ian? Just my day is made by it. Ian? Name the last five ASM artists that you watched. Okay. It's going to be tricky for me, John. Okay. So, number one. Actually, I'm not going to order these because I would probably be wrong. I, let's see. It'll be, um, so GB. GB's one. Okay. Uh, Haley, <laughs> not an ASM artist, but <laughs> we'll talk about that next week, listeners. Okay. Um, ASMR glow. Okay. Uh, ASMR darling. Okay. Are you just attempting to name five ASM artists? Well, hold on, John. Now I think I think <laughs> these are the most recent because I can name five ASMR artists pretty okay. easily. At okay, this okay, point. good. I, I was worried that like. We've been doing this podcast for a while. I would have been worried if you were struggling that much to name some. Well, um, you know, John, all the concussions. Okay, you are actually thinking about mm-hmm. it. Okay, cool. And... Can't think of who would have been fifth. Um... Yeah. I don't know. Well, so I pulled up my YouTube history so that I could give the actual answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Latte, Latte ASMR, um, Gentle Whispering ASMR, Frivolous Fox, Batala's ASMR, Karuna Satori ASMR, and GB ASMR. Oh, shit. Actually, John, I know who my fifth ASMR just is. Oh, who? Johninator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think that that's false. I have not posted any sort of ASMR content. Despite the fact that I've actually recorded several ASMR videos, I just have never gotten around to actually doing anything with them. Um, but I... my I, I did I did just drop the first episode of my, my hot new LP. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Let's Play for the, the uninitiated. I'm playing a game from 2014! Nice! Very timely, very relevant. Well, everybody's all about those retro games now in this economy, John. Everybody's... <laughs> they just love them. Oh, that's so true. 
Uh, Ian, um, what is your favorite ASMR trigger to listen to? Well, I think my favorite ASMR trigger to listen to is probably uh, when when the ASMR artist is like brushing on the mic. Or in okay. general, like I remember watching a few videos where like they are they like, literally use a brush and they're like brushing the microphone, mm. and I like that. You know, it's a it's a sound yeah, that I can get behind. Yeah, my brush is pretty good. I do like that. I think my favorite would be binaural whispering. Mm. Well, I don't like the whispering all that much, but I do like binaural. Ian, what is your least favorite trigger to listen to? And do it. And do, oh, should I forget to do this one? Yeah. Oh, wow. My least favorite trigger. It might be mouth sounds. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I just, you know, I think that um, mouth sounds, they just seem a little unsavory to me. And, um, as a man, going my own way. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! I'm sorry, John. Um, I would say for me, um, I, I have, I don't think this is a popular trigger, but I have occasionally seen people, uh, post gum-chewing ASMR videos. Mm-hmm. And that would definitely be my least favorite. Now, I uh, do not have any gum available, and even if I did, would not actually chew it. But I'll, I'll just try to simulate the experience. Pop! Pop! Horrible popping sounds. Uh, turn you off your pop filter on. Oh, and now I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna play with it with my fingers... And I'm not going to wash my hands afterwards because, like, you know, this is the the one, like, food-type item that it's apparently totally socially acceptable to just play with all the time in public and just, just right in front of people. I'm just pulling it out of my mouth. I'm stretching it out. I'm putting it back. It's, oh, I'm just going to take it out. I'm just going to, like, stick it on something now. Mm-hmm. Just I've just stuck it in a public place where other people can touch it and get sticky. They can get all sticky now because I just, I just left my gum out in public. Ugh. Okay. John, what would someone have to pay you for you to chew some gum until it's like pretty much worn out? Just like you know, give a us a billion dollars. A billion dollars, John. That's probably nine hundred ninety-nine million dollars to chew gum for like an hour. Or so when you're you're saying no, no, that, that that's not true. It would be an <laughs> unreasonable amount of money, though. Like fifty dollars. No, no, I'm thinking probably like several thousand. A thousand dollars, you wouldn't. I don't think so. Well, John, now I'm trying to figure out, is there some way I can arbitrage this? (laughs) Is there some way I can get in on this bizarre pricing in order to make a fortune? (laughs) And the the initial answer appears to be no, but if uh, listeners, if any of you have a get-rich-quick scheme premised on John's (laughs) willingness to not chew gum... Uh, let me know. <laughs> um, do you use ASMR to relax or fall asleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I do. So I will say, 
Now, John, I wanna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna elaborate on this a little bit. Um, oh, that's an accurate. Uh, that's statement. accurate. I don't use ASR. I mean, so I will, I will occasionally watch videos to relax. Um, they're typically not ASMR. So I would say there, there's a type of unintentional ASMR or sort of more broadly edutainment videos that I might watch um, for relaxing. Although typically not. I typically don't wouldn't go to YouTube to relax. Um, but I do. I do fall asleep often to some audio. Oh. I'll typically well, listen to audio. some podcasts uh, as I drift off into slumber, sometimes making use of something that uh, that GB actually talked about during her Q&A, sleep phones. Although I'm not sure that I've got ah. the on-brand version. I just bought the cheapest ones on Amazon. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, these are some headphones. It's basically a... a it looks sort of like a sweatband that you would wear around your forehead, but you put it over your eyes, and on either side of it are these very flat um, little headphones, and you can't really feel them at all. Uh, and it's just, a, you know, it's just a headband you put on, and you can hear noise. <laughs> and I gotta say, I love it, you know? I, so I, I typically won't use them, because I find them less comfortable than just sleeping without something around my head. But if I'm ever in a situation where, like, you know, there's people around that might be disturbed by playing some audio or something, I think they're great. I would highly recommend them. I'd also recommend the Critical Role podcast, which is what I've been falling asleep to. Uh, and, and seeing as it usually takes me about five minutes of listening to a podcast before I fall asleep, I will be listening. And they put out, I think, a four-hour episodes once a week. <laughs> I'll be listening to them forever, John. Never going to catch up. Further behind every week. <laughs> Um, and I, I, I would say that I use ASMR to relax before I fall asleep. Um, cause like, I do not listen to it in bed. I listen to it like right before I go to bed. Um, which brings us to our next question. What is your bedtime routine? Well, John, I think you've got the, you've probably got the winner here. Cause you are, you are a person who I think has honed a bedtime routine. Um, yeah, so I, to, to to be fair, I, I I don't do a great job of following it all the time, um, but my ideal bedtime routine is that I I shut off my computer, TV, etc. two hours before I'm gonna go to bed, and then I go and I like I brush my teeth, take out my contacts, you know, do all that sort of bathroom shenanigans. Um, sometimes I'll hold off on brushing my teeth if I still have, like, a snack or something that I haven't quite finished. Um, and then I will go read for a while. Um, read maybe until about, like, uh, 40 minutes before I actually want to go to bed. Then if I haven't brushed my teeth already, I'll go finish that up. Um, usually I'll go and I'll, like, pee at this point, too. Um, and then I will watch some ASMR videos, uh, either lying on my couch or lying on my bedroom floor. Uh, until I feel like I am about to drift off, or until the time that I actually want to go to bed, whichever comes first. Uh, and then I will try to go to bed. And uh, ideally, I will successfully fall asleep. And that is that is the the quick version of my bed my bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. And the ideal version. Wow. That's, uh, you know, you can get through a lot of books that way. I don't, because I uh, I'm not a very fast reader, and also I I don't actually follow my bedtime routine very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my bedtime routine is well. Also, I guess some odd things about it is 
You know, one, I feel like I spend way longer in the bathroom than most people uh, getting ready to go to bed. Oh, I do too. I feel like I oftentimes will spend like a half hour in the bathroom. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's just, you know, you've got like, yeah, you got a... You're, the the faucet's always going off and on. You're splashing, you're splashing liquids and creams and ointments and unguents. You're <laughs> sticking all sorts of implements into your mouth or whatever. I don't, it just takes time. It takes time. I just feel like I I spend a lot of time trying to remember what to do next, and also uh, mostly just sort of making faces in the mirror. Yeah. Um. I will. Also, I will shower at night. I, I'm a night shower. I have been for quite a while. It's just the way I like to live. Um, and also, I will pee uh, almost every night three times while getting ready for bed. I will walk into the bathroom, and I will have quick pee. And I'll brush my teeth, apply my various ointments and unguents, uh, and then I'll have a pee. And then I will take a shower. And as I get out of the shower, I'll say, Oh, well... I guess I might as well pee. I'll have a third pee. <laughs> you know, I, I go to the bathroom regularly, John. I like to stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. But at no other point in my day have I ever, let alone consistently, peed so many times uh, in such close proximity. I've got no clue why it happens. I think at this point it's mostly psychological. Oh, yeah. No, I, I also pee a lot before I go to bed, and I, I think it's just... The fear of having to pee in the middle of the night that that gets me to do it. Yeah. You know, like like everyone else, I've got a bag in bed just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and I use it, you know, I'll use it when I have to. But for for whatever reason, you know, I mostly just pee before bed. Yeah. What's your favorite trick? Actually, these two are sort of... Because what is your favorite trigger to do and what is your least favorite trigger to do? I don't know that these apply to us, John. Yeah, I was going to make up an answer, but I, I feel like we should just skip them. Especially because um, we're not that far through into this list and we've are we've already been going for a Let's while. See, how long does it take for us to make a video? We don't make videos. Um, we do make podcasts, yeah. How long do you spend on this podcast, John? Um, so I would say, like, probably a couple of hours, like, preparing, like, watching stuff or reading stuff. Um, a lot of that time, though, is not, like... A lot of the time it's just watching ASMR videos, which I would have been doing anyways. Um, but some of it is specifically because of the podcast. But, like, a couple hours watching and reading stuff in, for prep. Um, then maybe, like, a maybe like a half hour preparing my notes. Um, then uh, once it's actually time to record, I get on the Skype call with you. And then usually you are still updating our... Uh, like, outline at that point. And so I have to, like, go and look at all the stuff you're adding last minute. Uh, But also then we, like, we talk for, like, a half hour, an hour. Then we record for 40 minutes to, like, an hour and a half. Um, And then depending on how much rambling we did, that will affect how long it takes me to edit. Um, So, I mean, like, I... A lot of the time it'll take me maybe like 30 or 40 minutes to do the sort of initial edit. And then I usually like to do like, after I've edited, it, I like to sort of listen to it just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, and then I'll upload it and be done. Uh, but occasionally if like we got real rambly, it'll, it'll be like two or three hours to edit it down. Mm-hmm. But 
luckily we we do that a lot less now than we than we used to. Or you've just gotten lazier uh, with what you. Uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's much the same as you, except I don't edit the video, <laughs> um, and I typically. So I what I'll do is I'll I'll get home from work, um, mm-hmm. and I'll take a look at the show notes that you've posted several days before. Uh, this is the day of recording. And I'll frantically open up, like, 15 tabs for all the v- things we're going to talk about. And then all the audio will start playing at once, and it's a cacophony. Um, and I have to go through, and I have to stop all the videos that are playing. And then I'll I'll sort of skip through a bunch of them. I'll look through the Reddit. I'll, I'll see what Google News has to say about ASMR. I'll look up... Um, Marvels, the Avengers, the Infinity War, see if there's any news on it. There's always new articles, John. There's always news articles. There's never news, it turns out. <laughs> then we'll record. Um, then I'll upload this to the, the Google Drive that we share together. That takes about three minutes. Um, and then I wait for the show to come out. <laughs> so probably a week. Probably a week of, of solid work yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, have you ever gotten tingles from your own videos? Um, I believe the answer for Ian would be no. That's correct. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I have actually once or twice gotten a, the, a slighty bit of a tingle, uh, from the intro that I do. Oh. Um, but not, not often. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you watch your own videos or in our case, do you listen to your own podcast? Um, and apart from editing, no, not really. Yeah, not I've, I'm trying. I'm slowly trying to listen to more of it because I figure, you know, if I'm ever going to become a professional podcaster, I should probably figure out all the things which I'm doing wrong. But mm. yeah, when we first started, I was actually listening to them, but I very quickly realized at that point, like, I've already essentially heard it three times by the time that I actually release it. So listening to it that fourth time is not very satisfying or interesting. Mm-hmm. John, what software do you use to edit? Audacity. What time of day? Because it was free and uh, it's prolific. What time of day, John, do you film? Well, uh, we don't film, but we do record. Uh, usually around like 8 or 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And this is actually where I... So I, I, I said at the beginning as a sort of clickbait that one of these answers horrifies me. And John, we've oh, hit the yeah. one. GB oh, starts recording at midnight. John, now she uh, earlier on with the bedtime routine stuff, she was talking about how she doesn't have a good bedtime routine. Oh my gosh, she does. I not. don't think I understood how bad it was until I learned when she starts recording. Yeah. So after, so GB was saying that uh, after she's done with her recording, after she's done with her work for the day. She'll go and she'll play Fortnite for a while. And then after that, like, once she starts to feel tired, she'll hop on social media for a while. Or she'll, like, get ready for bed, get in bed, maybe. And then just, like, scroll through Twitter or something for, like, a while until she actually falls asleep. Which is already a horrific bedtime routine. That's horrible sleep hygiene. But when you learn that she she starts filming at midnight... When does oh she fall God. asleep? <laughs> yeah, like like six a.m. I don't know. It's insane. What's the favorite? She's basically nocturnal. Yeah, what's John? What's your favorite podcast that you've made? Um, like as in like specific episode. Um, 
I don't know that I have a, a single a single favorite. Um, in general, I, I just I've been I think much happier with our uh, episodes since we uh, switched over to our current format. But I don't think there's a particular episode that really stands out in my mind. What about Each you? Each one is better than the last. John, what is your? <laughs> well, that was the same one. Has any of our podcasts had an unexpected negative fan reaction? Uh, no, I I don't think so. Um, I, 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 maybe, well, at least none that, like, we heard about. Um, no one ever complained to us. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if the episode we recorded after we went and we saw the tall ships, um, if that one maybe had an unexpected or a, a negative reaction. Um, oh, actually, you know... Wait, I did actually get some somewhat negative feedback one time. Um, one of my one of my uh, work friends listened to a couple episodes, and I think like when she tried to listen to it, the most recent episode was one of the ones that we filmed or that we recorded um, while you were visiting me mm-hmm. and were like staying. Which are with always me. the highest quality ones we record. Yeah, <laughs> um, but in this particular one, like within the first couple of minutes, we both stripped down to our underwear. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just felt very uncomfortable <laughs> listening to us talk about uh, getting naked or almost naked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that that's probably the negative reaction that uh, was unexpected. John, what podcast of yours do you think didn't get the love it deserved? All of them. What's something the audience doesn't know about the behind the scenes of our podcast? That I'm usually fully clothed when I record nowadays. I think we made a big deal in the early days about the fact that I was always recording in my underwear. Mm-hmm. But uh, for quite a while now, I've I've been wearing, well, I guess like athletic shorts and a tank top. Mm-hmm. But still, um, more than just my underwear. More than just his underwear. So I think that's... And for me, you know, it's something that I don't think really came across in the early episodes. I usually got very drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And looking back, I'm not totally sure why. I'm not totally sure if that was me processing something in my life or just going through something. Um, Or just having fun. Just having fun. You know, there's nothing... There might be something wrong, John, with getting drunk to the point where I would have hangovers on, like, Wednesdays. (laughs) Oh, I didn't realize it was that bad. Uh, well, you know, it was a uh, it wasn't often, it wasn't a regular thing. I will say. Um, okay, it did happen more than once, and at some point, I, I sort of realized that you know, I don't actually need to be very drunk to record a podcast. <laughs> but and and that's when that's when the quality went downhill, John. That's when I lost my edge. <laughs> yeah. What's the most absurd uh, <laughs> request you've received from a fan? Um, that we do an episode about bad sounds. Do your family and friends know that you make ASMR-related podcasts? Um, I mean, I sort of, I guess. Most of them are not interested, though, so I think it probably, like, very quickly escaped to their minds after... I mentioned it offhandedly. Yeah, it turns out most people don't care if you have a podcast, um, even if it's yeah. <laughs> a wildly successful one. Yeah. I did, at one point, um, have to break uh, 
I would say awkwardly far into a relationship um, that I did have an a, an ongoing ASMR podcast. <laughs> oh, I have not heard this story before. Well, it happened. How, how did that it, go? It happened not not that long ago. Um, a couple of months, I would say. It went well. Um, I was just I I didn't know how to approach because you know here's the thing, John. Here's the thing. There is a time when you're dating someone when it is acceptable to reveal to them that you have an ongoing <laughs> ASMR podcast, I think, but I don't know when it is. Because too early... And it seems like it's probably after the first date. Yeah, like... Probably the first date is too well, soon. I don't know, John. Maybe it would have been easier to, to have it be like on your Tinder bio or something. Because it's, mm. certainly, it's certainly not towards the beginning. And it's certainly not uh, sort of as far into things as I was. And I just don't, I don't know. How do you bring it up? How do you say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just recording a podcast about ASMR. I don't know, John. It's, um, if you ever find the answer, do let me know. Oh, there's no chance of that happening anytime soon. So don't, can't help you there. Well, John, uh. Have you ever been recognized in public? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. Um, yeah, I guess just because people aren't used to seeing our faces, probably. Yeah, they probably only know us by our voice. What inspires yeah. your main quest ideas? Um, I, I don't think in particular. Sometimes it's really easy. Like, I just happen to go on YouTube and find out that someone's doing something unique and interesting, like this ASMR tag 25 question challenge. Uh, but other times I have no ideas, and so I just will try to, like, find an ASMR artist that we've never talked about before. Hmm. Nice. I get my ideas mainly through um, the ASMR. Through me? Reddit or John. I'm John so, oh. John, I, I think originally we were alternating main quests. Mm. I think we did that once or twice. Um, yeah, and then we, yeah, we did. I don't remember. I don't remember I totally about that. failing to live up to my, the expectations placed upon me for the main quest. So I think this is something you've just sort of impinged upon me. Um, yeah, I think I just forgot about yeah. that. Well, I didn't mind. John, where do you find <laughs> yourself spending the most time online? Uh, YouTube. Absolutely YouTube. Mm. Um, I don't really spend much time on Twitter, don't really spend much time on Reddit, um, don't really go on Facebook. I spend some time on Instagram. Actually, I, sp- I spend a decent amount of time on Twitch, too, but but definitely YouTube, by far. Hmm. I think I'm mostly a Reddit person. Oh, I've been trying to be less of a Reddit person. Trying to just, just back away from, from various parts of Reddit. I, yeah, I actually tried to be a Reddit person, and I don't know, it just didn't really... Just didn't really click click with me. I don't know why. Well, I'd say you know, John, don't try too hard. It's not a. I mean, it's fine, I guess. There's there's plenty of good subreddits out there. I think the main issue is just there's, you know, it's like it's all the same. It's all the same nonsense mm. again and again and again. Um, and I guess different subreddits. Well, different subreddits can be different, but a lot of them aren't that different. I don't know. Uh. I do use YouTube less so nowadays than I used to. Um, and then I guess, you know, I'll use Messenger a lot. Oh, yeah, Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do use that pretty often. And I typically, if I'm on a computer, I'll do that through Facebook.com. I've never gotten used to going to Messenger.com. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. I, I didn't know that was an option. Messenger.com or Facebook.com? <laughs> Messenger.com. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there's, it turns out there's a way to use Facebook Messenger without ever having to go to Facebook. Oh, man. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. And the the final question, Ian... What advice would you give someone who wanted to make their own ASMR podcast? Mm-hmm. I would say um, it's a pretty crowded space right now. I think you'd be yeah, better I would say served. Don't. Yeah, I'd say just. I'd say especially if your name is Doctor Craig Richard, um, you should not make a podcast about ASMR, and you should you should leave it to us, yeah, the professionals. Uh, we really would like to to get on, into one of those kind of shitty uh news videos about asmr mm-hmm. um and so if other people could kind of stop getting in our way that would be that'd be great i just one question john something i don't know either of us have looked into since asmr mm-hmm. has become so much more popular because asmr university predated us right they existed yeah. before we started has any other podcast about asmr sprung up you know i actually have not looked into it recently We'll we'll report back next week, listeners. Uh-huh. Speaking of which, thank you for joining us for another episode of ASMR Quest. You can email us at asmrquesting at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ASMR underscore quest. And please leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes or a max rating and review on any other podcasting apps that you use. And please tell your friends and family about us. Thank you for listening, and stay tingly.